Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. All right, moms and dads, parents and guardians, I'm excited to have Isaiah Cruz back with us once again. Now, he's been talking to us about some tough subjects, but these are some subjects that we as Christians cannot shy away from if we're going to protect our children, if we're going to protect our tweens, if we're going to protect our teens and ourselves, we cannot shy away from these things. So I brought on Brother Cruz who's a board-certified psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner. He specializes in addictive medication. Uh, He has experience with depression, anxiety, bipolar, schizophrenia, food, and porn addiction. So without any further ado, here he is one more time, Mr. Isaiah Cruz. Isaiah, thank you for being back on the Fearless Parenting Podcast. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So let's talk a little bit more about the toxic addiction called pornography. And moms and dads, again, you know, if you got your little ones running around, uh, we're, we're focusing on the moms and dads here. So just to let you know, we're we're about to dive off into to, to something that a lot of Christians don't want to talk about, but pornography is toxic. And, and we want to talk about that toxic addiction. So, uh, uh, again, Isaiah, how common is the pornography addiction? It, it, it does it affect us mentally? Yeah, that's a good question. So, pornography addiction is really kind of a hidden addiction because it's so uh, you have so so much anonymity with it. Nobody needs to know that you're using it. So, um, statistically, ninety eight percent of men and sixty percent of women have watched porn in the last six months. Now, the church is not immune to that either because no. Christ, Christians, no. 87% uh, of Christian women said that they have watched porn sometime in their life. And so uh, tw- 21% of Christian men and 2% of Christian women say that they are addicted to porn. Yeah. And, and uh, some, some of us go, well, you know, it's out there. And uh, I think in the last episode, you mentioned Netflix and and some other shows and you know sometimes you have these movies and they they throw in stuff that they really don't need to throw in it really doesn't add to the story yeah. they'll tell you it's ma for a mature audience but mm-hmm. but it's basically a soft porn or pretty much sometimes just straight up yeah pornography type scene yeah. in, in, in the movie a- am i wrong about that i mean that <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> And it's, it's, uh, it's, they're not trying to hide it anymore. And that, and our culture is so, so immune to that, that it's, it's become normal. 
Yeah, it, it, you got to call it out for what it is. You can't just simply say, okay, well, you know, it's just part of the show. And I'm not out here to try to judge anybody. So let, let me just speak for Stan Lewis. It comes on. I said, so I'm so, oh, man, okay, it's, it, it's time to fast forward. And if this show is going to be all about this, then I'm, I'm done with it. Yeah. Because I, I don't need to be entertained in that way. And I'm not trying to be approved. And I'm so far from perfect. You know, Isaiah, I, you yeah. said you have four daughters and I have one. Mm-hmm. I bet you if we asked, you asked your daughters and I asked my daughter about how perfect daddy is, you will come back and say, daddy's not perfect at all. And she'd that. be absolutely right. And your daughters yeah. will be absolutely right because you're not perfect. So I'm not speaking from a point of perfection or being better from somebody else. All I know is that that is not healthy for me. So I'm not going to partake in it. And it it has a mental effect. And I think you're about to jump into that. Let's talk about that. How does that affect us mentally? Yeah. So we've been blessed with, uh, as technology improves, we can image the brain. And what we found out is a CAT scan of the brain, a CAT scan of an addict's brain, they physically look different. So this original, the studies originally came out comparing like heroin addiction, cocaine addiction versus a normal brain. And they found changes in the brain. Well, recent studies compared a cocaine addict's brain versus someone who chronically uses pornography. They were almost identical in the changes in the prefrontal cortex and the nucleus accumbens. But what it does is it reduces the executive function of the brain. So the decision-making part of the brain is, is muted and it's, it's harder to make good decisions. Basically it's what it is. So what happens is you watch porn, your brain releases dopamine. I like that. That that dopamine made me feel good. So uh, every time you watch, your brain releases more dopamine. Every time dopamine is released, it creates a new pathway to think about doing that because I like that. You do that hundreds of times. You do that thousands of times. And that's all a person can think about. Compulsive thoughts, just intrusive thoughts coming into your head. You don't don't even want them anymore. And then, uh, then in addition to that, and that's how it changes the brain. But in addition to that, there's something called dopamine downregulation. So, and this is what kind of causes depression in regards to pornography. So you watch pornography, you get a big spike of dopamine. Well, the second time you watch that same video, the, the, the dopamine is less. So you need to find something more novel, something different. So oftentimes what you fix. you get harder and harder, hardcore. And then by the time uh, most, what most people say is by the time what they're looking at, I would have found disgusting a year ago and I would have never even dreamed I would be watching this stuff. And then the illegal stuff throws in a whole new, new aspect because it's mm-hmm. illegal. I know I'm not supposed to be doing it and I am, I'm getting away with it. Then you can release more dopamine, but back to the dopamine down regulation, you get huge spikes of dopamine. And then when it comes time for the good dopamine, hugging your family, spending time with the loved ones that does release dopamine, but, it's compared to the porn videos. It's so little, you don't even get as much pleasure out of it. And then you get less and less pleasure out of life, causing more and more depression, causing social isolation, causes you to watch porn more. And it's just a snowball. Man, now now that's sad. So now we've kind of taken our audience down, down a definite dark path, but let's, let's go down the path of hope. Okay. Let's, let's talk about how to claw, your life back or how can you help your tween, your teen, 
And, and you say even sometimes eight-year-olds get exposed to this. Yeah, absolutely. So how can we go about clawing them back from the enemy's grasp and, and, and bringing some sense of uh, normalcy yeah. uh, to, to help remove them from that addiction? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. First, it starts with the parents. Parents have to. If you're if you're still watching porn, oh, what a theme, you know. I, I tell you, all <laughs> these things, there, brother. Yeah. I got my guests telling all the time. It starts with the parents. Go yes. right ahead. Yeah. If you're still watching porn, even even if your kids never know that you do it, subconsciously they it, it's not it's not going to work. You can't say do as I do as I say, not as I do. It just doesn't work. So the parents have to get help first. And and that starts with one internet blockers, accountability softwares, accountability partners, uh, therapy. Therapy is huge. I do the medicine aspect. Therapy is still the gold standard for, for pornography use disorder. Cognitive behavioral therapy is really the top runner right behind that is a therapy called motivational interviewing. I really support for addiction medicine. Really? Okay. Yes. Uh, motivational interview. You can YouTube, Google uh, motivational interviewing for addictions and, and it'll kind of run thing or motivational interviewing for pornography use disorder. Same thing with cognitive behavioral therapy, CBT for porn use. It'll run. It, it, you get a lot of free videos on YouTube teaching you how to do that. That still doesn't replace actual therapy. I still support therapy. If you can afford it, go to therapy. It, it's worth every penny. And then um, you have, you have, if you're if, if you're a Christian, you have to get the get the word involved because yes. um, Roman Romans eight thirteen. If by the Spirit we put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. And there's a lot of secular people who stop porn and decide that it's unhealthy for me. I'm going to stop. So what's the difference between a secular person stopping porn and a Christian stopping porn? Well, it's that phrase. If by the Spirit, and so how do we by the Spirit stop using pornography? I think the, 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 the answer is found in the armor of God, uh, the armor of God. Uh, if, if by the spirit we would put to death out of the army of God, what is the instrument of death that can actually hurt and kill someone? A sword. The sword is, is, is how you're going to put to death the deeds of the body, which is the word of God. To memorize, memorize the word of God and, and get accountability, uh, accountability, software, uh, therapy and scripture. Yeah, because you, uh, brother, I'll I, I tell you a little story. <laughs> I'm glad it happened to me many years ago. I'm a retired cop, and uh, I was downtown Dallas. I was just dropped off a prisoner at the county jail, and uh, the judge had gone to lunch, so I figured I'd go to lunch, too. And I uh, went to uh, a downtown restaurant and uh, standing in line in full uniform, okay, and this uh, drunk young lady came up. She was totally wasted midday. I don't know who she thought I was. Uh, you know, just I'm just all over my person. And I'm trying to speak to people. Say whoever she belongs to, whoever she came with, somebody need to get yeah. her, take care of her. Because if you don't, I got to go back to the county jail here in a little bit, and I'm about to take somebody for public. It talks. Yeah. And, you know, men can look at an attractive person and, and you sort of kind of get a big head and think, well, you know, I'm, I'm all this, I'm all that. And the enemy can use that 
But when you have God's word and you call out things for what they are, and you have an accountability partner, because I'm telling you, it, it wasn't a, a full minute before that where I was on the phone with my accountability partner told what happened. Then after that, I was on the phone with my wife. You might say, well, Stan, why would you do all of that? Because my relationship with my wife is so important to me that uh, outside of God, that is the next most important thing to me in this world. And I'm not going to let anything come in, but in between that. And so anything comes up like that or, I'm approached or something, going and telling her and having that conversation. We've been talking like that for 27 years and having that openness. And I love what you're saying about the armor of God, wearing that full armor of God and then putting it to work and quoting scripture, learning scripture so that when you face those times and trials that you can put God's word out there and say, hey, you know, no, and be able to walk away. I, I so much appreciate you, Isaiah, for, for putting that out there. That's all the reason I brought out that story is because you're absolutely right. Yeah. The word of God, having accountability partners or having accountability uh, systems in place mm-hmm. as a parent, mm-hmm. as a spouse is critical to protecting yourself. And if you protect yourself and you're an example, you can be that example to your children. They see that and they do it too. Absolutely. And goals, goals play a a huge role in that. So um, when a person does give a craving for porn, they're, it's their middle brain that takes over uh, often called a lot of scientists call it the monkey brain or the lizard brain because it it, it can't reason. Mm. So when you have a craving, you can't reason your way out of it. It just your executive function shuts off. But what that middle brain does respond to is pictures and images. So I always tell my clients, write down the five reasons why you're doing this. Why am I doing this? My kids, my family, my marriage. Then right beside that, write down the five worst things that can happen if you fail. Right. Go to the darkest places mm. your brain can take you. Your kid walking in on you watching porn, um, you, whatever. Uh, going to jail because of uh, some illegal stuff, write those down. So that way, and then put that everywhere, put that on your computer. So when that craving hits and you can't, can't think of a reason not to watch porn, it's right there. Those are my reasons. And then write scripture right beside that. Uh, So you have your reasons and you have your ammunition right there. There you go. Go fully armed, fully equipped. (laughs) So the enemy can't prevail against you. I I absolutely love it. Hey, Isaiah, can you give me one or two points that that you absolutely feel parents need to know and why as we move to wrap up here? You need to talk to your kids about porn. Uh, And you might say, well, my my kids aren't going to watch porn. Well, you might be true. Your kids might be in the top uh, 6%. But 94% of kids by the age of 14 will have been exposed to porn. So we we know what's coming. Let's talk to them. If your kids are long, young, we have to give them the vocabulary to talk to it because they they don't know what they're going to see, but they know it's wrong. So you know, define this is what pornography is. And if your kids are young, there's a book, Good Pictures, Bad Pictures. I really like that book for six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds, stuff like that. 
And it, it explains, obviously, good pictures and bad pictures. And, and tell your kids what you expect out of them. When, when you are exposed to porn, this is what I expect out of you. And then tell them why. Is it because of your moral views or is it because of religious views? And then, okay, this is our religion and, and this is why we're going to do this. So when you watch, if, if you are exposed to porn, call it out for what it is. This is pornography. I should turn around. I need to turn my head and go home talk to my parents. I always say it's only awkward if you make it awkward and you mm, have those conversations. If, if you talk about pornography, like it's no, nothing. So that's what we do in my house. Of course, I, I run a porn business, an anti-porn business. So there you like, go. There you go. Cause I don't know if I get you in trouble there, brother. <laughs> right, right, right. So my kids, I mean, 11 year old, she knows what porn is. She knows, she knows what dad does. So it, it's, it's not awkward at all because we didn't make it awkward. So if you have these open if if a parent can't say penis and vagina without giggling, their kids have no chance of of having the right definitions and no chance of, of your kid telling coming to you and and telling you what they saw. So you have to make that you have to be the one to open the door, give them the give them the words to say, and the freedom to approach you with with these hard topics. And moms and dads, when they do, when they come up and they follow through and do what you ask them to do, and they're having these conversations with you, you need to look your child in the eye and say, you know what? I'm proud of you. I'm yeah. proud that you follow through and you came and you talked to me and the door is always open for you to come and have these conversations with me. I am so yeah. proud of you because you get more of what you praise than what you criticize. Yeah. If you criticize them coming to you, guess what? They go come to you about this right. and other things they should really come to you about that they're not. Uh, any other tips for my parents? You have internet filters, which we can put links to that. Uh, we have accountability software. And and then, uh, like I said, just telling them what you expect, giving them the definition support. And obviously, don't give them unlimited, unmonitored access to the Internet. That's kind of a given nowadays. Um, but I still still need to say that. Um, and then give a proper sex education, because a lot of these kids nowadays are getting their sex education supplemented through porn. And that's not what we want. That's porn separates intimacy from sex. And that's not the, the message you want to send. And sometime in school, they're they're getting that type of education, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so uh, if you don't educate them, the world will. Yeah. And the world's going to do it regardless. They're going to throw down some type of education. Yeah. And the only way to defend against it is uh, you do the education yourself, mom and dads, and that you be cognizant and intentional about sharing the word and, and as Brother Isaiah said, making sure your child is is wearing the full armor of God as they go out and they encounter the world. Well, Isaiah, hey, brother, thank you for being on my podcast. You've added such value to my parents. Uh, even though it's a hard subject for Christians to talk about, a lot of times we shy away from it. Thank you for not shying away from it and being on this podcast and helping to add such important value to my parents. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So moms and dads, as we talked about here, uh, Isaiah has links to his website. We're going to have those in the podcast description. The site blockers, we're going to have them listed. and You'll find them there in the podcast description, accountability software, we're going to fight that there. I, I think you mentioned something about good pictures, bad pictures. Hey, yeah. we, 
They even have a link where you can go look at that. Now, that's a way, might not necessarily be the way for you, but it is a way, something for you to look at, and it'll open doors to other. I find a lot of times when I go on Amazon, I'm looking at what book it'll suggest yeah. multiple others. So if you put that up there, it's probably going to suggest other material that you can, you can look at, you can Google and look up. So that brings us to the end of this particular episode. So moms and dads, until next time, God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians, for listening to today's Fearless Parenting Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. And I want to leave you with something that was what said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.